Welcome to the DRV Law Show with your host, divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano, talking divorce, relationships, and adding value to your life. Now, here's your host, Dennis Vetrano. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano. As we have been doing lately and pretty much as always, we have some amazing guests for you to hear from today. Welcome, Jessica Klingbaum and T.H. Irwin, two best friends who got divorced at the exact same time. And although they had two completely different experiences, they were lucky enough to have each other through it all. They created X experts and online community and Divorce Etc. podcast when they found there was really a lack of resources for support and information during their separate journeys, coupled with their desire to help others maneuver through that process. They are honest, encouraging, and offer positive space for everyone in any stage of divorce. There isn't a right way to divorce, but the ex-experts can help you find your way. How apropos. Welcome, (laughs) welcome, welcome, ladies. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So I figured a topic today would be something we could really delve into and something I kind of... um, I always wonder how people handle this. And you guys have the experience. You've been through it together, two unique experiences. Let's start off with how do you block out the white noise during the process? Mm. And who the hell should you be listening to? Because there's so many voices. Some are white noise and should be blocked out in my mind as a divorce lawyer. And others are really valuable resources you can use throughout the whole process. So why don't you guys give me your 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 advice on that and basically, you know, share what your experiences were going through the process. Well, I'll let Jessica start because mine's a little bit longer <laughs> and I a mean, little more. Uh, I would say probably when it comes to figuring out how to block out the noise and who you should be listening to, a lot of it has to be like you have to know who you have in your life and sort of right. who they are as people like for me whatever my mother is going to say is going to be white noise. Right. You know what I mean? And I have friends who I know mean well, but like they're not necessarily the people who I would go to as like the most trusted resources in terms of being able to be objective. Right. And, you know, everybody just wants to help you. So they'll just shit talk your ex and be bad mouthing and telling you stuff that is not helpful and just kind of creating a more sort of toxic environment for us, we were so lucky because we had each other at the exact same time. We knew that we were trusted resources for each other. And we have learned, and the advice that I'll give is that you, just because you have a friend or a sibling or a colleague or someone who's gotten divorced, doesn't mean that their lawyer is the right lawyer for you. It doesn't mean that their divorce process is going to end up looking like what your divorce process looks like. So a little bit has to be you have to sort of figure it out yourself but at the end of the day someone who's giving you more negative information about your situation your ex and things like that in the in the name of support probably isn't going to be the best resource for you you need to again have people in your life who you know like will tell it to you straight like you know what you are sometimes the problem. That really isn't the best way. You know, you can't go doing X, Y, and Z. So it's really, I think about knowing who you have around you. Yeah. I also think different people serve different purposes. Right. I have tons of friends who are white noise, but they're awesome for a night out. Right. Or to go on a hike (laughs) and just whatever. Right. But honestly, we trusted each other. That was it. Like we were the pod. 
We would consult with each other every day, probably multiple times a day, certainly after every meeting with our lawyer, any any interaction with our ex, any situation with our kid, we were the hotline. Right. And um, I said mine was a little more colorful because I came from an emotionally abusive marriage. Right. So I married my mother, who's never going to hear this, and um, she loves me, but her messaging and her her advice is toxic for me. And that's what I married. And so that didn't seem like white noise to me. That was believable. It, was, it sounded like my, well, kind of like what my mom said. Right. Except it, it wasn't healthy at all. And I didn't realize that until my marriage, thank God, ended. And then all of a sudden I had clarity. Now I could understand what noise was versus, you know, right. unhealthy messaging and people with an agenda and people who, who would just corner me and be like, oh, my God, what is going on with your divorce? Right. I mean, you're not there for me. Right. You're invading my space and everything just like disappear. So I think that different people serve different purposes. Like I said at the beginning, the number one thing is to get rid of the toxic people in your life. And if among them is your mother, (laughs) then you need to learn with great therapy how to confront your mother and stand up and, and, you know, still have a relationship with her, but now set boundaries and conditions for, you know, the way that you're spoken to and the messages that are delivered and so on and so forth. So I think it's complicated. It definitely takes work. And Jessica and I were so unbelievably lucky now that you bring this up, like we were unfiltered. We were great listeners and we definitely called each other out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was okay. It was a safe space. But I have to be honest, like uh, that was my only safe space. And I had tons of amazing, fabulous friends and support around me, but they were not the people to help me with that stuff. Right. And I think that situation is so unique being in an abusive relationship, because, again, I think my experience in working with people that have been in abusive relationships is is your thought process, your whole life. Everything is so colored by being in that in that situation for such a yeah. long period of time. How do you get yourself to the point where you can really think clearly enough to make the good decisions on, hey, who should I be listening to? Which direction should I be going? And I mean, I know you had each other as confidants, but what if you don't? Therapist, a fabulous, fabulous therapist who you totally jive with, who you can hear. I mean, Jessica could have said the same thing that she said to me a hundred times, but whatever. But when it comes from somebody else, you're like, wait, nobody ever told me that. Meanwhile, that's such BS. Everybody told me that. So really finding a therapist who is skilled and trained in where you're coming from. Uh, Jessica and I just got off of another program and I, you know, I was very fortunate. I wasn't seeking out someone to help me from recovering from an emotional a, you know, marriage, emotionally abuse marriage. Right. I needed, I just landed with her and, and I was very fortunate that she helped me through that. So those were my two safest spaces. And she's the one who even helped me learn to identify noise from my ex in particular versus facts so that I could get through my four-year divorce. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been my, that would have been my knee jerk, to be honest. So if you're looking for a therapist in that sort of circumstances, should you be trying to look for a therapist who specializes or tailor is tailor made to your particular circumstances? I think so. I think so. And you may not even understand what your circumstance was. I didn't right. know what a narcissist was until right. I brought him to her to figure out how to deliver the message to our kids. And then she pulled me back and she goes, there's a situation that I'm going to help you address. Yeah. And so until the time that you realize you might need something more than change, uh, you would know if your therapist is working for you, if they're giving you actionable things to think about. They're not your, you know, they're not your Jessica. Right. They're not. We don't know how to dig deeper and undo patterns and all that stuff. So right. just make sure you're really feeling like you're growing from this person and learning from them. And then for where you are at that moment, that's probably the right person. Yeah. Who do you think the worst person is to listen to throughout the process? And give me your take through going through your process. Well, I mean, for I me, it's my mother. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right. I, I think that was loud and clear, right? Clearly. <laughs> different relationship with my, with my mother, but I feel like the same thing. Like, you know, I actually did not tell my parents for probably close to a month that my ex had had an affair because I knew that the minute I told them that, their whole perspective on him was going to change. He and I had been together for 18 years at that point. They'd known him since he was a, like, you know, in, a kid in college and, and they loved him. And I knew that their opinion of him was going to change and that it was going to like infect everything moving forward and that they were right. never going to be able to have a nice thing to say about him again. And I, I just didn't need to hear all of that. So I do kind of feel like my mother would say to me a lot of times when I was going through the divorce, like, <laughs> I wish I was there with you. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're not because right. you, I can't carry the weight of your grief on top of what I'm dealing with. Yeah. I have enough going on. I, I can't take on anything more. Like you're going to have to find a place to deal with that. I, I can't hear how sad you are about right. what I'm going through. Right. And I wait, think what you wait, Dennis, one quick thing. My yeah. parents, when I got the phone call, were actually in Egypt. They were on the other side of the world. The universe had fully laid it out for me so that I could do what I felt instead of hearing, we told you so, we told you so, we told you so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, like you were saying before, I think it's important to just know who your who your people are, right? Yeah. Know who they are and kind of accept them at face value. I've always said, like, you know, I even say to my own friends, just with general things, you may not like the things that, and with clients too, to be honest, you may not like the things I have to say, but I'm the guy who's going to tell you what you need to hear and not yeah. what you want to hear. And you're going to be mad at me now, but you'll thank me later. You know, and I think many times you want to, Try to work with and or trust the person that you know is not going to ratchet your emotions up because you don't want to be in a situation where you're babysitting somebody else's emotions in addition to your own. That was exactly yes. the situation with my mom. But I will also say to your point, like while you have to know who in your life is going to kind of be bringing in toxicity, you also need to know that if you have people in your life where every single thing you say, this goes with in all aspects of life. If they're yesing you to death and they're telling you that every single thing that you're doing is right and that you're, you know, yeah, you should get this and you should do this and, and he's right. wrong in every way, like that person is not helping you. Like you do right. need someone who's going to be able to have an objective opinion and say, I 
agree over here and I don't agree over there. And if you have friends around you that you're close enough with, you know who those people are going to be. You yeah. know the people who you're like scared to tell things sometimes because you kind of like are afraid of what they're going to say back. Those are right. the people you can trust. Right, right. But I think you probably, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably also need that person you can cry to, that person oh, you can, sure. like, that person that, like, unapologetically just will will never judge you no matter what it is and just accept you for who you are and just listen. Yes, but it's hard. And to that's really why friends who will yeah. just listen. Yeah, a lot that's of what we've been to each other. That. Yeah. yeah, I will tell you, I think guys in general struggle with that. But that's for sure. I like I don't know. how. I don't want you to fix it. I don't want you to fix it. Just listen. But also, I think that guys getting divorced from a lot of the men that we've spoken to have trouble just even talking about it with other men like they, you know, they like go out. They just want to like have beers and watch the game and they, they can't really get to that deeper level sometimes. So I think that men struggle more than women with, yeah. you know, community and support and stuff going through divorce, because unless they happen to have a specific friend who's been divorced, they don't even really talk about it with their friends. Right, right. I think that, you know, and that's one of the big things I keep, you know, a lot of the pieces that I put out, I think people don't realize it's I'm trying to point out things that people don't want to see and maybe need to see, not just in relationships, but in divorce process and everything else. I think generally with guys, it's like, you know, and I think it's I think it's guys have been socialized over time to be that way, to be like the strong, be like the provider, yeah, yes. like not not admit you're weak, not admit you yeah. need counseling, not like and and overall just in desperate need of it for sure. Yes. Yeah. We've interviewed plenty and we've done a lot of um, education around it. And it's true. I mean, but the guys who have done the work are so much better, you know, are in a much better place. They really are for themselves. And then everybody will get there when they want to get there. You can get there when anytime, but you have to be, you know, ready to face whatever. Am I not macho? Am I like a woman? Cause I go to therapy, you know, women kibitz all right. the time and yip, uh, yap about everything. Like guys don't want to be associated with that. Right. And so, you know, yeah. that could be a thing. So how do you in this in as you're navigating through this process and you got all these things swirling around in your mind, like how do you navigate like politely telling the friends that you don't want to hear their input all the time without like alienating people because you're already in a difficult circumstance? You have the right to not talk about your divorce with everyone. So you right. can be out with friends and everyone's going to say to you, how are you doing, whatever. And you can, it's okay and perfectly socially acceptable to say, I, I would really rather not talk about that right now. Like it's, you know, I have so much going on. Like, let's talk about whatever else. You, you have to just be able to politely steer them away from the conversation or, and I have had conversations with people where I've said, that's just really not helping me. Oh, he's such a jerk. You know, he cheated on you. You know, he... All the thing. I'm like, you're not telling me anything. I don't know. It's just not helping. Yeah. And I think it's hard. That. It's hard to speak up for yourself, though. And so I was invited to a friend's 40th birthday party, whatever. And my ex was invited too, but it was decided that I was going and he wasn't. Otherwise, I wasn't going. And I went with a couple who was very who I was very close with. And I did not properly plan for it. So I would just say that if you're going to be in a Whatever is your first time now, practice and prepare for it. Have your canned responses, like Jessica said, but practice it because you can say, okay, and I'm just going to say I'm uncomfortable. You're standing there like a deer in headlights. 
Right. And it's all coming at you. And you're like, I just want to go home, you know, like, right. and then you were in your whole night. And, and anyway, this couple left me basically at the party and everybody bombarded me and I left. I was not prepared yeah. to be answering questions. Everybody wants to be the first to hear the scoop, you know, right. to spread the story. I live in the Burbs in Jersey. So it's like wildfire here. Our divorces because our husbands were cheating on us in long-term affairs and traveling as couples with their girlfriends for multiple years. Covered and then it came out at the exact same time. And Jessica's in New York, like whatever. She can right. she can be anonymous on the street. Here it's like TH drove by. TH is a pickup. TH is in the supermarket. Right, like, right, right. Get her, get her, get her. <laughs> and uh so practice. Don't you may not be as strong as you want to be yet. Practice in the mirror, practice with a friend. Don't, but do not miss out on life. Go to the party, go to the party and say, I'm going for 30 minutes. You might stay longer. You might not, but you have these all your first, you have to practice. You have to practice responses. You have to practice being social as a newly separated person because divorce doesn't happen in 24 hours and all of that. So that's, you know, to piggyback on what Jessica said. And it's funny because I had a uh, I had WTF divorce on my podcast most recently as well. And yeah, we like Rob. Yeah, he's awesome. I love Rob. He's great. And he mentioned that that was a very difficult thing for him, too. So yeah. so I want to highlight for our listeners out there, be prepared and don't be afraid to say, hey, uh, this is not something I really want to talk about right now, because I think you're going to get flooded with that. I mean, you guys yes. are saying it. Rob was saying the same thing. Yeah. You get flooded with people like, hey, that person is a jerk or like, hey, how are you doing? Like sometimes you just don't want to. It's like a sympathy it. call. But, right. But also it's like you may feel like you're being rude by saying, I don't really want to talk about that tonight. But just for a second, flip it around. Like, how rude is it that someone's right. coming up to you asking you about your personal business right. and your divorce? So right. <laughs> you can respond in kind. I'm, I'm just I don't want to talk about that tonight. I don't yeah. think all people come at you, though, with a malicious intent. No, I, they I don't. But I mean, party they did. They just they don't know what to say. And then they end up saying the wrong thing. Right. And so what what I took um, Sandberg wrote a book Sarah about Sandberg. after her husband Sandberg Sarah. after her husband died. And she said, you know, everyone's like, how are you doing? You know, what can I do for you? Whatever. She's like, I don't know. But the right question to ask is how are you right now? Because you can check in with right now. At this moment, yeah. I'm yeah. good. How am I? I mean, that's a loaded question. Where do you want to begin? So that's yeah. just a suggestion for how to approach people who are going through any kind of a hard yeah. time. Yeah. How are you doing right now? What can I do to help? I don't know. Okay. You let me know when you know. That's it. Move yeah. on. We don't want to talk about the divorce. We don't want to talk yeah. about him. I'm here for a party. Right. I'll right. have fun. And I know from my perspective, just looking at it from the outside, I don't even really want to know if it's a friend I really care right. about. I just want to make sure they're OK. You right. Know? Right. Um, but I think that's a good piece of advice on how to come across if you're a friend or family and you want to be supportive. And it, yeah. and and I think, you know what? I think sometimes friends and family, especially if they're close, they feel like they need to give you advice. Mm-hmm. The way they're helping you is giving you advice. Like That's you right. should make sure you do this. You, that guy's a jerk. Like the, like these like rather than just like, are you OK? Right. Can right. I help with anything? If it's someone who's been divorced and can give you like an actual 
tip or something of like, hey, just FYI, for what it's worth, this is something that my lawyer had told me, and this might be helpful for you. Like, okay, great. But many people haven't been divorced, and they don't freaking know. So like, I don't need your advice on what you think I should do because your, you know, sister's brother-in-law got divorced and this is how they handled it. Yep. Oh, believe me, that helps me too. Cause I, cause nothing drives (laughs) me more nuts than when clients come in and say their hairdresser or their guy at the, at the local deli or the guy that fixes their car or whomever has better advice about the law to give them than I do. Right. So It's, it's, and you're grasping at straws. Like, you're looking for direction right off the bat. And so you might take it in, but just right. remember you hired a lawyer for a purpose. You hired right. a financial advisor, a forensic accountant for a purpose. You go to your therapist for a purpose. So stick to your lane of where you are. Yeah. And you can always say, you know, I heard this. Is there any merit to it? But then listen to Dennis saying, no, there's no merit to it. Let's <laughs> yeah. move on. Yeah. And I think for general advice right now, there's so much out there. I think I think 20 years ago is a very different thing. There's so many resources out there now for people to access that are free. Resources like you guys provide, even the stuff that I put out, just general information, just to give you, like I say, give you some calm, you know, with the whole process. Yes. that That's honestly yeah. why we created X-Experts, because we've been divorced now, well, separated, so not officially divorced, but our marriages ended 15 years ago. We were married 13 years. I know Jessica was with Darren 18 years, but I certainly wasn't with my ex that long. And there was no information out there, but we had each other just by circumstance. And then now, like, forget about even the information. What about the identity theft, the tracking, the, the, you know, I could have cameras in my house. I wouldn't even know. It's, it's scary. So our site really is an aggregator of the best of the best. If right. Dennis's advice, you know, resonates with you, we've got it here. If this person read, just as an aggregator to clear all the noise and all the clutter and all the misleading information about like a $99 divorce, right? That's not true. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Right. right. So this is going to be a tough one. What about the kids? Do you listen to them? Which part? Listen to them. Do you now. listen? To- well, let's put it this way. You're going to get a lot of I mean, sometimes you are and sometimes you're not. But when you get feedback from your kids, are you going to listen to them? And 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 did you guys have that in your situation? And how did you deal with that? Because kids are strange. Sometimes kids are going to have input and sometimes they're not. And sometimes they're going to say things and sometimes they're not. But to the extent that they do, what are your thoughts about like and how do you deal with that? I- I'm going to kind of turn it over to teach because honestly, my kids were two and four. Like yeah. my, you know, daughter was sitting on a rocking horse when we told her that we were getting divorced and my son was like playing with a matchbox car. My right. daughter says she remembers that day. There's no way. Um, I, I will say I think that it, it was easier for me that my kids were so young that they don't really know anything different. This is how they grew up. They grew right. up. Right with us living in different apartments and going back and forth. And, you know, we've made it the best for them. I do think it's probably more challenging when your kids are older, but we've also spoken to a lot of kids of divorce who have said they were so glad their parents got divorced because the relationships were so bad. They listened to their, right. their parents fighting all the time. So, right. but TH probably got more feedback initially because her kids were a couple of years older. Yeah, my kids were eight, six, and four. And my six and four-year-old just followed the eight-year-old. 
Right. And what's so interesting is my eight-year-old is very quiet. She really doesn't speak up. She keeps right. stuff in. But when she did speak up, I did listen. Right. I I basically was single parenting for the right. last four years of my marriage because he was MIA. Right. So I was always their person. And right. then, for example, you know, you think your kids can't hear. They hear everything. They sneak they peer behind the door. They yep. hear everything. They want to know what's going on. So my kids heard me on the phone once. And my daughter said, I heard you say, I don't even remember what I said, but I remember her calling me out on it. And I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. Yeah. And I didn't. And I did listen. And it's really important that you listen to them because they are unfiltered. They are coming from their heart. Yeah. And, and, you know, eight, six, and four, fine. But that's not when the questions end. Then they grow up. There are always right. new questions. There are new people. My ex was already engaged to somebody else before we separated. Like, who is she? And then all of that. So I would say definitely listen to your kids. Let them know that they are being heard. It's super important. Cream rises to the top. Yeah. And you can only own 100% of your 50% of yeah. the parenting here. Yeah. And so be the best parent that you can be. Let them know they're heard. You may not agree with it, but you're not, a, nobody is actually a fixer. There's no such thing that I've learned. And so if you just be quiet and you're a place of comfort and no judgment, you're the best parent. So please definitely listen to your kids. And as they grow up, the questions get more complicated and just call Jessica and be like, holy shit, you won't believe what Samantha <laughs> just told me. But for your kids, right. be like, wow, that must be really hard. And you'd be like, can you fucking believe? So put it where right. it belongs, but not with your kids. Definitely hear them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so listen, thank you ladies so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I want, I really wanted to tackle this particular uh, subject matter with you because I feel like you both have a very unique experience in this particular subject area. Um, so you're going to come back on the show again sometime? We would Anytime. love to. We're huge okay. fans. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So we listen, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you, what resources you have to offer, um, you know, how they can work with you, all that sort of jazz. I mean, we're, pretty much everywhere. We're trying to follow your example, Dennis. Um, we, have, we have our website. You can run, but you can't hide, right? That's the, no, that's the right. motto. We have uh, the website X experts and, and all of our stuff. It's always all spelled out. E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. The website kind of has everything on it. So you can find access to the Divorce Etc. podcast there. The podcast itself is on all podcast platforms. And then we're all over social, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. We started a new YouTube channel with new original content. And our handle is at Experts everywhere. And what we are, what's available on our platform is basically experts that we have vetted that we've spoken to, that we've brought into our community, that have important information that is trustworthy and reliable, that you can count on by people that we would be comfortable working with ourselves. Yeah. So there may be a lot of different lawyers, a lot of different divorce coaches, a lot of different financial experts. You may resonate with one and not another one, and that's the whole point. But either way, the people that we're working with, the articles that we have, the interviews that we do are all from resources and 
divorce industry experts that you can really trust. That was the most important thing to us. We felt like there needed to be a place where you could go where there was no agenda. We have no agenda. None of the experts that are part of the ex-experts community can pay us to be listed on our site. That's just not how we work. We just want you to know, you know, the questions that you need to ask when you're finding a lawyer, the questions that you need to, to ask if you are interviewing financial professionals. We just want to help guide people so that they make the best decisions for themselves in the process and to be able to find out things that they don't need to waste their money asking their lawyers about. I mean, there is a difference between a, a certified divorce financial analyst and a forensic accountant. Like you can find information about the different types of experts that may come into your process through our site. And we are huge, you know, um, advocates of don't use your lawyer for your therapist. So we have a whole section on the website that's Please all about no. my Please that's no. all about you. Like, what do you do when you move on after divorce and how do you get through it? So it's color coded, it's categorized, it's super easy to use. And our mission is really just to pay it forward from our own personal experiences to help people in ways that we didn't have back then. I would also say, I mean, our taglines, we've lived it, so we get it, which is the God's honest truth. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to give you information that you're not ready for. We meet you where you are. Yeah. So um, we do do one-on-one -on -one sessions. We meet you where you are. We help you for what you are handling right now. We could tell you a million things in the future, but everybody's future looks different and everybody's circumstance is different. Right. That's why Jessica and I having different experiences and still being the best of friends gives you guys an opportunity to work with either or both of us. And you right. can DM us and, and email us, whatever you want. But we are also real life experts. We're your girlfriends through it all. Like, right. listen, there's stuff that happens on the weekend. There's stuff that happens at night that you're not right. calling and you're not calling your professionals. And if you're already divorced, guess what? They're not on the phone for you anymore. Right. That's when the real work starts and you can do it and you are not alone. And we are shining examples as much as divorce sucks, the process is what was suffocating me. I was thrilled to be out of my marriage, yeah. but I kept getting sucked in towards a trial. Yeah. But you have an opportunity now to do something different, to do what feels good for you. You're not the 20 year old that you were. You're not the 30 year old that you were. You are where you are now and we get it. And so we help you move forward and we're not afraid to talk about all of it. Sex, love, rock and roll, all of it. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for what you do, ladies. And again, I, I, I can say there, there's a good group of collective professionals out there, many of whom I've worked with, um, who really, it, it's about the craft. It's about the craft. It's about caring about what you do and being passionate about it. And, and you know, um, because you're good at it, you're always going to be busy at it, but you want to help people above all else. So thank you again for being on the show. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. Have a great day.